Hi everyone, this is Natalie Pace. Today is July 21st, 2022. We're gonna be talking about the hottest industry in the world today and how you can add it to your portfolio and benefit um, in what could be a recessionary year for both the US and the rest of the world, or a great deal of the world at least. So be sure that you watch this one from beginning to end. If you come in halfway, you can listen back on our podcast on Apple. Just go to nataliepace.com, click on the Apple podcast icon, and you'll be able to access it there. Or if you want to see all the charts and the data, then go to the webinar at youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. As always, if you ever want to reach out to us, or if you'd like to join us live and you missed it and you're not on the list yet, email info at nataliepace.com with VideoCon in the subject line, and we'll make sure you get the logon instructions going forward. Thanks again, and we'll get started momentarily. So we're going to talk about what's the hottest industry in the world and how you can play it safely in what could be a recessionary year. So let's get started. I want to share the screen with you to start off. And um, I want you to also know where you can get additional information. So the blog is, a lot of this information is gonna be DACWO Doubles blog. Um, you can access it a couple of different ways. You can go to nataliepace.com and in the menu, you can just select blog and then do a search on DACWO and it'll take you right there. You can also just put in nataliepace.com forward slash blog and then do your search on DACWO and it'll take you there and you can just click right there on that one. So um, what's going on with DACWO? So DACWO is a Chinese polysilicon provider and it would be my company of the year if we weren't headed into weakness and if China hadn't had a lockdown. Because in the second quarter, a lot of Chinese companies are going to have disappointing earnings based on the lockdown. Now, um, the, they are not due to report until about August 17th or August 18th. So between now and then, it could be you know fluctuating just with the general marketplace. But if their report isn't as strong as, um, you know, as they were projecting, of course, investors don't like that and they usually sell. So I want to preface this by saying there are two things that are negative for this industry in the near term, but the industry remains very positive nonetheless. There's a way that you can easily play clean energy, um, and I'm going to show that to you in just a few moments, but I want to tell you why I think this is so hot right now. And again, I may be um, announcing DACWO as company of the year, especially if it has a negative earnings report uh, around August 17th, uh, 18th, and investors punish it because the forward outlook for it is still amazing, even though this is a, country, a company that already has 399% uh, revenue growth year over year. So let's take a look at some of the numbers and some of the companies that I want you to be uh, checking out. So here is the solar stock report card. 
And as you can see, I just said it, uh, DACWO has amazing year-over-year -year revenue growth. Now, there are a few reasons for that. One is that, you know, there are a lot of new solar projects. So solar is on fire and they are one of the few polysilicon providers in the world. And um, the other one is that because of limited supply bottlenecks, uh, supply chain bottlenecks, the price of polysilicon has gone through the roof. So I wanna show you <clears throat> a little bit more about that. So polysilicon last year was about $12 and now, it was at $38 last week, and I've just received reports that it's gone up from there, largely due to those um, supply shortages. So again, this particular blog is saying it's now at 43, and it was just at 38 last week. Now, a couple of things that tells us is that on the price side, that's very positive for DACWO. But again, that also could mean that they did have to shut down in China during those Chinese shutdowns. And that would mean that they could still have less revenue than they were projecting based on a production shutdown. So I want us to keep that in mind and understand that, you know, if you are interested in the, the company I'm most interested in, which is clearly DACWO, then you might wanna wait for that August 17th or August 18th second quarter earnings report before making your move. So back to the stock report card. So you can see some of the other things that are there. So Jinko Solar is looking pretty good. A lot of these solar companies, you're seeing this massive sales growth year over year because there are so many new orders for it. Now, what's going on? Well, there is a push to clean up the energy grid. So, you know, places like Saudi Arabia that are like 100% fueled by oil and gas are taking on strong commitments for solar and it makes sense in a desert. Um, as is the United States is making a strong commitment to solar, it's gonna account for, I believe something like 45% of all the new power generation in the US this year that's gonna be put up is uh, expected to be from uh, solar. Um, so there's the information on Saudi Arabia. Again, all this is in the blog. Canada is increasing its solar. They should add 5.5 gigawatts this year. So that's a big deal. Um, the US is increasing. Again, we're making a very strong commitment of 46% of the all new power generation this year is going to be uh, solar and China is and Europe. And this is the big story too, is that Europe has been powering its grid and you know fueling up its cars with Russian oil and gas. So they, even though Europe is obviously suffering from that and the war in Ukraine and you know uh, the fact that they're boycotting Russia, they're also committed to replacing it with cleaner energy. So we're seeing a lot of robust orders in, um, in Europe as well. So when you see, as you've heard, in a, you know, if you've been to the retreat, when you see this kind of year over year sales growth, it's very indicative that something is on fire. And this is absolutely an industry that's on fire. 
Now there's a couple, you know, clearly you could pick uh, individual companies on here and honestly um, self, you know, full disclosure, I invest in Daquo. Um, I did take some profits and I am going to look to get to a re-entry point after 2Q is announced. But you can also invest in a clean energy ETF that focuses on this industry. Be careful because ESG investing is missing the E. It doesn't have environmental. In fact, it has more fossil fuel companies than it has environmental companies in ESG investing, the index. I looked at the all of the holdings, 308 holdings in the S&G at some P500 ESG index and um, you know, once they booted out Tesla, they basically booted out pretty much all of their environmental. So ESG investing is missing the E. You can read my blog on that at nataliefacecom forward slash blog. Email us if you'd like us just to send a link to you and make it easy at uh, info at nataliefacecom But um, you can get an ETF that is focused on clean energy. We're looking at the iShares ICLN. And the reason I say that is that BlackRock owns iShares and it does have a high credit rating. So you want to make sure in a debt world that the fund company you are purchasing from has a very good credit rating. And that's why, honestly, we're leaning into iShares, ICLN, as opposed to PowerShares, um, PBW or PBD because the iShares has a higher credit rating. So here are some of the holdings uh, that iShares has, and you can see a lot of the same companies that we're listing on our stock report card are the top holdings of it. And again, it's I-C-L-N. Um, obviously, when you purchase a fund, what you're able to do is to have exposure to a hot industry without the added risk of individual companies, which can have a lot more volatility than a fund will. You'll also get a little tiny bit of yield in there. I think it's like 1.6% on that ICLN. So think about that. Now, I wanna show you what we're doing with our nest egg pie chart, because as you know, we say have 10 funds, small, medium, large value and growth, that makes up six, and then have four hot industries. So here's what our sample pie chart with a few hot industries, including this hot industry looks like. So let me go ahead and pull that one up for you. I think it's right behind here. And so you could, now this is a pie chart based on someone who is 30 years old. We are overweighting safe 20% because there is a risk of a recession. If you haven't already got my buku amount of blogs that are highlighting this all you have to do is go to nataliepace.com forward slash blog and the last two blogs were talking about this so the most recent blog says three things to do before july 28th july 28th is when the second quarter gdp will be announced at 8 30 a.m eastern and uh, that could mean that we're in a recession on that date. So if it's announced on that date. Also, recession risks rise is the other most recent blog. And I do encourage you to read both of those um, and check it out. So based on the enhanced risk of a recession, we're overweighting 20% safe. Now, I just had a coaching session with someone this morning. And when she does her rebalancing, she's only looking at her brokerage statement. It is absolutely essential 
that you pull your holdings and put them into a pie chart. Also add in all of your savings and you know you might have multiple accounts. You might have 401k and a Roth IRA, a SEP IRA, a bank account, a checking account, a savings account. You might have an annuity. So we wanna put all of those into that pie chart and look at that. When you do that, a slice that's too large is saying sell high and trim me back. A slice that's too small is saying buy low. Now, honestly, I'm saying wait to do your next rebalancing. It, look, if you haven't rebalanced in a while, do your rebalancing now because you probably have slices that are too big and you need to overweight safe, um, in my view, uh, at least 20%. So always a percent equal to your age safe. Overweight safe, if you think we're headed into recession, most economists now are weighing in on that side. So it's not a bad idea. So back to our sample pie chart. So this is a 30-year-old overweighting 20% safe. And again, that means that he can have, um, you could have one hot slice of clean energy. If you think it's super hot, then have two. Also, you see here that I put in Indonesia, Colombia, cannabis. I've done blogs on those recently. If you'd like access to those blogs, email info at nataliepace.com and just ask for them and we'll send them to you. So those are other places and areas of the world or uh, industries that I think could be pretty hot. Um, so that's the macro plan. A couple of other things that I want to uh, focus on. One of them is that, you know, in that exact same article that talked about how and this is from the, you know, PV photovoltaic world. In that same article where it talked about the price of polysilicon jumping to $43 per kilogram, they also said that there's been rumors that some, um, that customs in the U.S. has been seizing product from Jinko and Trina. Now, also, these are both Chinese companies. So again, when you look at that stock report card, you should be very aware of the companies that are Chinese because the lockdown could mean that their earnings report is not going to meet what their projections were. And even if it's still strong and the polysilicon is high, if, you know, as with as the case with Jinko, if they've had products seized, that's gonna be a negative on their earnings report. So I would say in general, that um, I would have a hot industry of ICLN. I might consider adding it after 2Q is announced or if I'm doing a three time a year rebalancing schedule, put it on my shopping list for the end of September when we might have some back to school stock sales. So don't be in a rush, uh, especially in the Chinese companies. So some other things um, that you should be aware of are that if you are gonna invest in individual companies, and the, this is actually interesting because you'll see here that a lot of them have very high price earnings ratios. Enphase is doing pretty good, but look at that price earnings ratio. It's really priced in. But look at this, DACO on the other hand is not. To have a company that is increasing its sales 400% year over year and is trading at a 4.22 PE is almost unheard of. So this, these are all things to keep in mind and add a little bit of heat to your portfolio. Now, sometimes people say, well, if we think there's a recession and, and stocks are going to go down because a rising tide 
lifts all ships. It's easy to make money in a bull market. It's easy to lose money in a recession. So a lot of people say, well, why don't I just sell everything? And the answer is that we can have rallies within a bear market. It's not uncommon to have a Santa rally. In fact, a lot of people aren't aware that I actually got in this business because I had purchased a lot of stock in August of 2001. Now, a lot of people think, oh, well, 911 was when the recession happened and that's when stocks dropped. No, stocks had already dropped about 45% before 911. I bought a stock, one of the stocks, I had a couple of them that I purchased that had fallen from $12 a share to $1 a share. And within three months, it almost tripled. So by December, uh, I believe it was December 27th, it almost tripled. And then of course I took my profits. So there was a huge Santa rally after 9-1-1. So that's why you don't wanna get too tricky. Now the other side, again, remember, pulling it off of the brokerage statement and onto the pie chart tells you exactly what you're supposed to do. It also takes the emotions out of it. A lot of people don't realize that when you are rebalancing based on your brokerage statement, it's actually jacking your emotions in the wrong direction. All right, so I'm gonna stop there, make it clear. Look, the hot industry I'm talking about this time around is clean energy. Previous video conference, uh, webinars and podcasts, I talked about Colombia and Indonesia and I've talked about cannabis. So um, how can you access them? Well, let me show you that real quickly before we go into our Q&A. And I will take a few questions if you guys have them. Just go to nataliepace.com and you'll see here that there's an Apple podcast icon. Just click on it and you can go through. And if you um, have any reason that you like to listen rather than watch, if you're interested in crypto and wonder why it crashed and how you might play it, hot countries are where I introduced uh, Colombia and Indonesia. So there's a lot of different things here um, in podcast availability. And if you want to get the webinar complete with all the charts, then just go to youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. The most recent webinar will be the one that loads automatically when you log on. And then you can look and see what else you might be interested in. So the risk of the recession was last week's teleconference, crypto crashes, hot countries, and on and on. Uh, if you have a lot of bonds and dividend stocks, then you might want to be sure to check out why bonds and dividend stocks are losing money and why they are expected to be weak. Okay, so you know how to reach me. You know how to follow me, hopefully on all this social media. Um, again, nataliepace.com, you can see there that you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, email us, follow us on YouTube, and then there's the Apple podcast there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and stop there for now, and I'll open up the phone lines. We can talk, and if anybody has a question that I think would be, um, you know, we would all be best served by hearing the answer, then I'll turn the recording back on. Also here, sorry. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, and again, remember that you can join us live. Email info at nataliepace.com with VideoCon in the subject line. We'll make sure that you do receive the logon instructions for future video conferences. Um, I will definitely, you know, I, I usually have them once a month and 
honestly, it's been more like once a week on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. That's usually what we do. Um, it may be that we're going to have um, fewer in August because, you know, Wall Street's gone in August and we'll already have had that earnings report. It, there's a very high likelihood that I have an impromptu one on next Thursday after the GDP is announced. So um, look for that when you might go ahead and put it on your calendar. If, um, if the GDP is positive, then I might not do a, a video conference, but if it's negative, the likelihood that I'll do it is about 99%. All right, so I will see you hopefully not next Thursday, but possibly. Um, maybe not at all in August because that's when we all in Wall Street go on vacation. And um, I hope you have a lovely vacation too. Thanks for joining me.